0: And we're live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And hello, if you're watching the replay or listening to the replay, welcome to uh, Small Business Growth Strategies with myself, Odette Debeer, and Janine Dukabu from uh, JDC. And together, we hosted the very first Business with Altitude Summit, which was stacks and stacks of fun. Uh, We hosted it in South Africa, but we hosted people from all over the world. So if you missed it, I suggest you pop us an email or send us a note or drop it in the comments and we can hook you up with the replays and access to probably the most amazing content this side of 2023. So today we are going to talk about digital transformation. Now, I have to admit, I am not a fan of technology in as much as I feel like an idiot most of the time. However, it is part of life and sometimes we have to be dumb to become smart. So Janine, Don't you just want to set us, put us out of our misery? What on earth is digital transformation and why should we care?
1: Hi, Adet, and thank you for the session. Let me give you the definition of digital transformation and then we break it down from there and then you'll see it's not as daunting as what it really sounds and looks, but we're actually doing it already every day. So digital transformation refers to the adoption of digital technologies and strategies by rethinking our business processes so that there is a plus to this that we can drive innovation we can prove our efficiency and we can meet the evolving customer demands because this is the this is the the reality is that customer demands is ever evolving and the reason for that is because technology is evolving all the time so they are like oh my iphone can do that now oh my samsung can do that now oh okay so now the person where i'm buying the products from also needs to be able to evolve and give me that function. So that's the reason why digital transformation is so important is because things are transforming all the time. And if you as the person giving the product and selling the product is not evolving also with the digital age, you're not relevant anymore. So that is what digital transformation is, is to take what you've got, Rethink your business models as things are changing, adapting it so that you can still be relevant and sell that product to your customer.
0: That's a fantastic point because there are a lot of businesses that did not transform and Mm -hmm. found themselves in hot water. Kodak comes to mind. Um, Blockbuster used to be a very big VHS a movie rental company when I was growing up and they no longer exist. So not even, so Kodak still exists in a very limited format in some places and they are by no means um, competitors in the market. I don't think, I don't think they have any competitive advantage, but probably Mm -hmm. the the best example would be Blockbuster who was a really, really successful business in the nineties and who no longer exists. So I a hundred percent agree even though I don't love technology because it makes me feel so uncomfortable. We have to transform our businesses. And also, I think what we, we tend to miss is once we get past the discomfort, some of the benefits are um, cost efficiencies. We learn to do things better, smarter, faster, cheaper. If you can automate something, oh, there's that dreaded word again, automate. Yes, if you can automate something, mm you can get your team to spend time on stuff that matters so if i can automate the spreadsheet to populate itself my team can go and focus on delivering exceptional experiences for my customers and that they care about more than my admin that's actually my problem not their problem isn't that so true it's so
1: true and you you are able to to give your customers so much more let me give you a simple simple example there's programs that most people use. I know Monday, there's ClickUp, there's these these type of programs that can make your life so much easier. So what you can do is you, you um, upload your customer as an example, right? Put in their name, surname, what company they are from. You put in their birthday. You automate that when it's their birthday, it gives you a reminder so that you can contact that client of yours and say, happy birthday. How is that for customer experience? It's something so small but it makes such a huge difference. That's just one thing that you can use, or you can automate your process like you were saying now. So you've done this work for the client. This is what you sold. You you sold them. And in my case, for instance, you sold them hard hats and gloves and safety boots. And you realize there's a trend that you sell these items to them every three months. So guess what? Now on month two, you go back to him and say, I see that you order these items every three months. Can I do a bulk order for you every six months so that you qualify for a better discount? Or this is time to place your next order. So we are able to track, be more efficient. We increase our sales at the end of the day. It's more than an, a date That's what you taught me the up on customer service is the experience so Mm. now by automating and being more efficient we are actually giving our customer an experience because i always say if we can do a part of their job for them they are not going to go anywhere else no
0: there is no way the reality is that 80 percent of customers in all the surveys that have been done globally have said that they will pay more for an experience so people often think that um, products and services are sold because of price and price plays a role. But the, the size that that price plays or the role that price plays reduces significantly when you're able to create um, efficiencies for the customer or when you're delivering an experience and exactly what you said. I It's funny because that's exactly what I told one of my clients to do when I first started coaching, one of the very first clients I had, And sold tools of some description. I am obviously not a tool person, but they were. And one of the things that come up is the fact that customers will always need this thing. And your job as a business is to anticipate what they will need and then offer it before they need it. Now, you might go, well, that's a bit presumptuous. I disagree because you're taking the thinking out of it. And if you are able to, Provide them with the stuff like you just said, if, if you order hard hats every three months and I come to you two months later and go, I know you're going to need hard hats because quite often there's a breakdown and then there's a time delay and the time delay means money for that business. If you can reduce the time delay or prevent it altogether, then suddenly you're making them more money. So your service is helping them stay in business for longer. Um, One of the examples I used in the Business with Altitude Summit was the airplane company, the private jet company, whose job was actually to make sure that the private jet jet is in flight more than it's on the runway getting fixed. So if I can make sure that you're in business without downtime, your business is making more money, and guess what? You will never leave because I am keeping you in business. I'm helping you produce for your clients. So now it's it's a it creates that ecosystem that I always talk about. We create ecosystems when we create customer experiences. Now, obviously, these things are fantastic. But like everything in life, it's always easier said than done. So, Yanin, what are some of the challenges that businesses um, experience when they start on their digital transformation journey? The very first
1: um, and biggest problem and challenge that people are facing is the cultural resistance to change because most people are just happy doing what they are doing and what they have been doing is working so why do i have to
0: change why break it why, why fix it if it ain't broke
1: yes so that's actually a very damaging statements for statement for for businesses because we always have to be improving we always have to be changing And and so much more. And and like you said, in the summit, we mentioned how fast information is doubling up, where at the moment it's doubling up every 12 hours, where in the 17th century, what we see in our daily newspaper that gets delivered at our door that we don't even read, but that daily newspaper was the amount of information that a person got within its hundred years of which he lived. We now get that every 12 hours. So we cannot anymore just be okay with just this thing is working. Let's not fix it or let's not change it. We have to change and we have to adapt all the time. So that is one of our biggest challenges is people are just happy with what they are doing. That Excel spreadsheet is working great. I also think so. But there's other things that can help you make that even more efficient and bring your team on board. Because let's take a a spreadsheet as an example. It's not necessarily Excel. It could be anyone. But that spreadsheet is just in front of you. But what if the whole team can be in on that one spreadsheet and everybody can be working on that same spreadsheet at the same time? We're saving costs. We're being more efficient. We're being more productive. And we're getting more done in a smaller space of time. So that cultural resistance to change is one of the biggest things that people struggle with. And then is the system integration. So obviously, you had something that worked. Now, Your superior comes and they're like, it ain't working anymore. Now we need to integrate it with other systems. Or sometimes we have to start all over because now we're getting something great or another system like monday.com and it's beautiful. But I have to take everything that I've worked on for the last 10 years and I have to now integrate it into a new system. And that sometimes can be a daunting task and that's another reason why people they like you know what now I'm happy my stuff is working for me so we look into the fact that how much time and how daunting the task is going to be to transform that we don't see the advantage of the actual digital transformation and then I would say the last thing would be the data and the security keeping in mind that with all the digital side, we have other threats and disadvantages that can that can uh, play a part as well. So we have to sharpen our pencils and skills when it comes to the data and the security of all our digital assets at the end of the day.
0: I totally agree. My thought around the spreadsheet was, what if you could get rid of it altogether? That's kind of you know, like, yes, we had that spreadsheet. Yes, the person that retired five years ago taught you how to use that spreadsheet. But what if we could, you know, create a process that didn't need it? Um, I also think some of the challenges around the digital transformation is the lack of strategy. When, when we started the summit, one of the first things we did was strategy. And there's mm-hmm. a reason we do that is because if you don't know what your purposes and you don't know where you're going, then your team is busy. But they're not effective. So we're all little busy bees running around like crazy people, but we're doing stuff that's not moving us collectively in the same direction. And when it comes to digital transformation, there is probably nothing more important than having a strategy in place, not only in terms of the steps we have to take, but where we're we going. Because if we don't have that, then we often make decisions on transformation. Where we replace the Excel spreadsheet with a Google sheet instead of finding a system that takes the spreadsheet out altogether. Because yes, you can you can move from Excel to Google Sheets and suddenly like the whole team can see it and there's some efficiency gain in that. But what if you could take it out altogether and you know something else sits in its place and you don't even have to do that step anymore. Now you've got that ten minutes that you would have spent spent on the spreadsheet. You've got it to go work on a client which I think is so much more powerful, but you can't get to that point if the leadership team hasn't got a strategy, which brings me to another point, which is the, the lack of leadership when it comes to digital transformation. As leaders, we feel like we need to have the answers. And I've said it when we started this conversation, I don't like being uncomfortable. I don't like not knowing. And as a leader, sometimes you have to say, well, I actually don't know how this thing works, but I know that there are efficiency gains and there are people way smarter than me That can help me implement this that can help the team understand this and that can help take us take our business not just two steps forward but 10 steps forward suddenly a process that would have taken you three hours is now being done in 10 minutes because you've got some really clever person who's come in to do this thing and show you how this thing has optimized your time or taken out steps that made sense at the time because that was the only technology that was available but now with new technology you don't have to make those steps anymore and I think, um, I think there's two other issues that, that probably fits into this. And it, the first is resources. And one of the conversations that I have with Christo quite often is you have to slow down to speed up. And mm-hmm. sometimes when it comes to digital transformation, you need additional resources, which means you're going to slow down. But when you do that and you take the time to take your team on the journey, you understand and you build with the customer in mind, you can show exponential speeding up of your process, of your business, of your competitive advantage, of a multitude of things. But then also in addition to that, there are compliance issues. Depending on the environment that you work in, you may need to consider compliance requirements. But again, that's where you have clever people. We employ clever people who then tell us what we need to know so that we can create a business that is compliant, sustainable, sustainable. And the competitive advantage is there we don't employ smart people to tell them what to do because then we're just wasting our time
1: exactly and i think a lot of the time what happens also is we think that if i'm the business owner i should have all the answers And that's a big myth because exactly what you're saying. You employ the smart people to do the things that you don't have experience about and and experience of. You don't have to do everything, and you certainly do not have to know everything, but you have to employ the right people.
0: That's 100% true. So now that we know what the challenges are, and there are many, and, I mean, we could go on the challenge list for quite some time. However, that's like a very glim view of the world. And I think there's so much more to be said about the benefits that comes from digital transformation. What are some of the big benefits that stand out for you?
1: Um, Let's also look at how they can effectively plan this digital transformation, because a lot of the times people are like, I need to understand what's going into this before I even decide whether I'm going to go and do this. And it's really more simple than what people think, right? So if we just we do an assessment of the current state, what we've got, right? The same way that you planned your business plan a while ago and you're like, what is my strengths? What is my weaknesses? What do I have, Rather than exactly like you said now, let's not focus on all the disadvantages, but what do I have? What is the advantages that I have? What is my strengths? What are those things? And where are the areas that I need to do and make improvement? Because if we figure this out, right, our goals and our priorities will become much more clearer. Yes. and then it becomes easier and that's one of the benefits it becomes easier than to do that shunt that that spreadsheet because you're like oh wow that aha moment i don't need this anymore yes. you know, <laughs> because i'm really good at this i'm really good at that this is my strength. and it's like okay i can actually i don't need that process and you're gonna find that if you do this assessment you're gonna be more effective you're gonna have more time like you said earlier in the day to do what you're really good at mm. really really good at and i think and, and and it's not a thing so don't hear what i'm not saying i'm not blaming covert i'm not saying it's covered's fault but covert got us to a standstill and a place of standstill where we had to reassess many things which i think was a very big advantage because okay. otherwise we would have just keeping on keep on keeping on we we were forced to stand still right and with that it helps us to develop this roadmap so we can outline the investments that we need to make the organizational changes that we need to make and also how long it's going to take us to implement this it Absolutely. doesn't have to take it doesn't have to take years to implement it just take little things at a time yeah. and and implement it i like what you said and that's very very valuable and very true sometimes we have to slow down in order to speed up because if you can take three months of your business and slow down a little bit in order to speed up for the next 10 you're not only slowing down to speed up but you're now moving into what i call the law of the big mo that i learned from john maxwell is the law of momentum that the more you do it do that the more of that you will be able to do so now you're building momentum and you're going to look back in 10 years from now, i going to be like, I know that three months was so hard. You know, yes. it felt like I was never going to get up again, but look where I am now. I'm Absolutely. much faster, much more productive, much more efficient than um, what I've ever been. And I think the other thing is also the other advantage is, is now your departments and your teams can really work together and collaborate um, yeah. on every single level of the business And that is really um, very important for the successful execution
0: of any digital transformation strategy. I agree. So um, I want to just, for those of you who are taking notes, and if you're not, you should be, I want to point out the process. The process is assess your current state, do a gap assessment, go see where you are, where you want to go, and how you are going to get there. The How you're going to get there comes with the technologies, and there are a lot of Actually, most technology companies will come and do um, an RFI or an RFP for you for free and pull out everything. And you know what? what? One of the things that I learned in my days in corporate was bringing in the consultants to do demos for you. I mean, I had countless coffee chats with consultants who were trying to sell me something. You don't always have to. Listen, guys, you don't have to buy it, but you do have to hear what they have to say, because quite often, they will share with you information that's gonna quantum leap your business. Quantum leap is important because, um, I mean, small step for mankind, giant leap leap for mankind. That's what you wanna do for your business. You want to do giant leaps. And you can only do that when you have the right information. So it's about getting the information from those consultants so that you understand what's available in the market, then do an assessment between all of them to see what it is you need to do. And as Janine said, You are not going to necessarily do a full digital transformation right now. You identify the things that are going to give you the biggest wins. You can only do that if you've actually checked out your business, right? Like none of this is able to happen if you're just quickly glancing at your business, glancing back and going, I need to update my spreadsheet. No, guys, if we can get get rid of the spreadsheet, let's get rid of the spreadsheet. Um, Something that business often overlooks is getting buy-in from leadership. So depending on the size of your team, maybe it's just you and a couple of your team members, not too much buy-in that needs to be done, but you still have to bring them on the journey. Maybe you're a much bigger business and you have an executive team and a small um, admin team or whatever behind that. You have to bring everyone on the journey. That means slow down to speed up. Why are we doing this? How will this benefit them? People generally don't like change because it makes them feel uncomfortable. It makes us feel like we don't know what we're doing. And that's okay because it's completely human. However, when you give them space to say, geez, Janine, I'm uncomfortable with this. I don't know what I'm doing. And you go, that's okay. I don't know either. That's why we have this person here. They're going to show us how it's done. It makes the process just so much more fun. And you also build camaraderie and culture when you go through that process. Um, I think one of the other biggest mistakes that businesses make when it comes to implementing these things is that they don't know up front what they're going to measure because they haven't done the assessment. And they also don't know actually where they're going. They're just like, oh, we're going to implement the system. Okay, but why? Why are we implementing the system? What are the things we expect to see? And then measure it. Because those systems or the automations or the whatever, those people generally come and say, we can give you a 10% increase on your efficiency. We can send you 50% of your team's time. We can speed up your process by X amount. Those things are important. And what gets measured gets managed. Now you implement the system and you can show your team they had to slow down for three months. But after the three months, you can show them, look, guys, you, you spend all this time doing this work. We are super duper grateful. Now we've saved you half a day. Isn't that amazing? What are you going to do with that time? Let's go and help our customers, right? Um, and I think also, I think the other two things that we, we have to be aware of is being flexible because when it comes to transformation of any digital project product, um, there will be things that takes longer than you thought. It's more expensive Mm -hmm. than you thought it was going to be. It's a lot harder than you thought it was going to be. So up front, let me let you know anything that's tech related. is not probably going to go according to your plan. And that's okay. We have to be flexible. And then probably the most important thing we have to do is celebrate the success. And I'm not saying celebrate after the three months once you've implemented this thing. No, your team made it past the first week and they haven't walked out on you. That's a success you celebrate. Your team is with you you on this journey and your customers have not left you. (laughs) That's a success you celebrate. We have to celebrate the small things so that when the big things come, we're like there and it's amazing and it's awesome.
1: Yeah. It's so true, Adet. And one of the things that you mentioned also is with the smaller businesses, when you don't have that many people to go back to, that is an advantage because it means the change can come faster. Right, You are more agile. You are faster. You don't have to implement an entire change management program in order to get everybody on board. It's we're sitting around a table having a coffee and say, right, guys, this and this and this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. Yes. Hold on and be with me on this journey. Let's go for it. Yes, I don't know I have all I don't have all the answers neither do you. But as we move through this process, we'll figure this out and we're going to get on to the other side. And the other advantage of technology is even when it goes not as planned, guess what? It's going to get better. And yes. it's not going to be long from now because that is the thing with digital transformation. It's always transforming. And if you don't have the answer now and your website can't sell that product like you want it to do, just hold on. It's coming. I promise you it's coming. It's just about staying on top of it. The solution is going to be there because if you're facing that problem, somebody else is too. And okay. the developers already saying, hmm, We people are facing this problem, we need to fix it. We need to come up with something. And guess what? There they go, engineers back at work and they fix that thing for you. And in no time, you'll be able to sell it exactly the way you want it. That's also the reason that digital is transforming all the time because we, as the customers, puts the demand on the person that is developing the products.
0: That's so true. So I think when when it comes to uh, digital transformation, I think people miss the fact that the customer often is driving the digital transformation. And I say that because our experience expectations are being formed by everything that happens around us. So Tesla, electric cars, listen, it won't be long before they expect Toyota to do exactly what Tesla does. Um, amazon as a as a shopping experience has informed how we expect click click ding dong everything else uh-huh. now all those companies that fall behind amazon are not there yet but they're working towards it and because we as consumers place the demand on those organizations those organizations are getting better at click click ding dong and it's for their benefit right yes as customers we benefit because Hey, I ordered it and it's there tomorrow. But also for the business, because they get smarter, because they get more efficient, because they sort of get pushed into that realm of transformation, they get, um, they get the cost efficiencies that come with it. And sometimes exactly what you just said, sometimes they realize, oh, wait a minute, there's other people who struggle with this thing as well. They fix it and suddenly they lead the market.
1: Yeah, and now you can see why I said right in the beginning is if we don't transform digitally, we fall behind. We are no longer relevant. We are no longer the leaders in the industry where you were because somebody else, just because they have taken the time to slow down, to speed up, they are ahead of the competition. They are just going for it. They are ahead.
0: End of the story. Yeah, that's 100% true. So can you share with us examples of organizations that you've seen that have transformed digitally successfully? Yes, absolutely. So so
1: one of my favorites is Starbucks. Um, so what they've done is they've developed an app, and you can now order your coffee ahead of time. But with that, you can obviously also customize your drink how you want it and all of that, right? So first of all, they've taken time out of the equation and they made it personal. And then the last thing is something that drives me is rewards. So if you do certain things on their app, then you get rewarded for that. And I love that. It's the same with one of the medical aid schemes. If you do certain things, you get awarded with points and and miles and stuff like that. So what Mm -hmm. does it do? It drives me as a person to use the technology because not only is it personalized, it's time efficient and I'm getting rewarded. So that was one of the things that Starbucks did, which was very successful. And you will see as we also moving into the web three area and arena of business is that's what you're gonna see a lot more of loyalty programs. I would Mm -hmm. say it died down a bit, but it's coming back very, very strong. So reward programs, loyalty programs. And another example is General Electric or GE. So what they did is they employed or they deploy, let me rather say it like that, the internet of things into all their technologies. So with doing that or by doing that, right, They are now able to collect all this data, analyze the real-time data of the machines that is currently operating. Therefore, they're reducing their downtime, they're increasing their efficiency, and obviously, they are upscaling their production. Because we said, it takes time out of the equation, it makes us more productive and more efficient. So, at the end of the day, their sales goes up, Starbucks and GE because they are more effective, more efficient. They are making it personal for people, and people are getting rewarded. It's totally a win-win situation that is happening.
0: Absolutely. So I guess for the people who are sitting there going, yeah, but that's Starbucks, or yeah, that's GE, we have um, a fuel company here in Australia. they called an OTR. And as far as I know, they were only in South, in South Australia. They are now moving nationally to the rest of Australia. What makes them special is that they have an app. Now, apps, yes, everyone's got an app, but this one's special. You see, you can go and put fuel in your car, scan the QR code, and pay without having to go into the shop at all, which means I stop, I fill up, I leave. Yay, me! That's nothing. Like Starbucks you can order coffee and I'm also a loyalty kind of person. So for every fifth coffee I buy, I get one free. So I'm there for every single fifth coffee. And then I make my husband buy coffee on my app so that I get a fifth coffee quicker and it's those things. So behavioral economics, um, plays a very big part in the sales process. It takes a, it plays a very big part in the customer experience process. And if you've done any work with behavioral economics, you'll know there are some things that people drive to death, scarcity um, being one of them. Prime is a really good example. Prime is a product that was sold in Australia, still is being sold in Australia. They. They drove scarcity. They drove the hype. So they did with social economics. They did all the right stuff to drive the hype. However, between the experience and the actual delivery, it didn't deliver what customers expected, and now no one's buying the product. So guys, there is a bit of a, a warning in that if you are using behavioral economics to manipulate your sales, you have to remember if you're going to use it, you have to have something that backs it. Your product has to be really good. Your service has to be phenomenal. Your experience has to be mind-blowing. So there's, there's that. But also there's social proof. Um, us talking about Starbucks, about OTR is social proof. So what are you going to do now? You're probably going to go check out the Starbucks app if you're not already using it. So you're going to go and see if it works. And then you're going to order a coffee and you're going to see what your social proof. It's a behavioral economics principle. Um, the loyalty, I agree, it did, it did die down a little bit as a result of COVID. I think it was just harder for businesses to drive loyalty because we were all locked up. And there's only so much you can do, right? However, guys, COVID's gone. What's well, not gone? But you know, it's not. It's no longer considered a pandemic by the World Economic, um, uh, the the World Health Organization. So it's fair to say that yes, there are still p- still people getting COVID, but no, it is no longer a reason you can cite for your business not doing well. Now is the time for you to jump onto transformation. Now is the time for you to think about your customer experience. If you transform your business with your customer in mind, they will reward you by coming back. Just like Yanine said in the beginning, you phone them two months in, going, Hey, I know that you order these things every three three months. Can I put in another order? Can I bulk order? Can I offer you these things? Your customer goes, Oh, I'm not just a number? Isn't that amazing? Paying attention. Yes. I'm definitely going to spend my money with you because you care because customers want to feel care, taken care of. They want to feel like you give a damn and like, you're not just a number trying to get their credit card. Yeah. And a last example I can give you
1: basically, and you reminded me of that now when you spoke about the feel in Dubai, again, you use an app and you tell them that you want feel in your car. They literally come there with the truck they fill up your car and I understand the safety in Dubai is at another level. So you just leave the keys in the car outside of your house. The truck stops there. They feel your they fill up your car and they leave. And, and that's about it. You get a notification. It's like bam, pay, end of the story,
0: done. I mean, how is that for convenience? That that is not convenience. That is experience. Because ultimately, that's what we want as customers. We are looking for things that makes our lives better, that uh, improves the way we feel about ourselves, that saves us time, that saves us money. It's all about the feeling that we have. The fact that you know that your car's being refilled and you don't have to stop and take ten or twenty minutes out of your you can go out of the house. I know. Like you just like oh man, I have made it. I have arrived. And that's what it's about. Digital transformation is hard. Now the question is, how do you do it? Well, Janine and I had this conversation obviously before we came live, because that's what we do, guys. We chat. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I that I thought of was the fact that when I first started working, someone gave me Office Outlook. And that was before Office Outlook was the pretty cool thing that it is today. And they were like, Okay, now you have to go and schedule meetings. And I was like, Are you joking? I don't even know how this thing works. However, six months in, I was the whiz at Office Outlook because I knew how to schedule meetings. I knew how to move things around. I could send an email. I could delay an email. I could make you think that I send you an email at two o'clock in the morning. And there are still some people who don't know how that works. Shame on you. (laughs) You should figure it out. Now, the question is, how do you start using technology? And I'm so glad you asked. We have a community called Substack, Business with Altitude, where we share these insights and more on transformation on taking your business to new heights. Now, the question is, how do you use it? It's very easy. I'm going to pop the link in the chat box and you are just going to subscribe and start using it until you've figured out how to use it. And then you just become part of the community. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it feels a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay because six months in, you will be the Substack boffin and ta-da.
1: exactly, exactly.
0: And it, the, the thing I love about
1: Substack is the fact that you can see videos like we're doing now on Substack. You can see, you can read blogs on Substack. You can see normal posts, pictures. It's really a platform, one platform where community comes together. They can chat, they can learn and they can grow together.
0: Yes. And it's about community guys. It's about getting to know the people in your space getting people who can actually give you legit advice. So you're not asking on a Facebook group where every single person reckons they are an expert, you're getting real good advice from people who've been there, done that and are actively working on these things. And I can tell you that because Janine is probably one of the people I know that's always digging on some sort of platform, figuring out some sort of tech stuff because it's important. And if you're not connected to the right people, you'll just never know. How many of you didn't know that Substack existed? Mm, Shame on you. Well, now you know. And it also comes
1: in an app, which is super easy, super convenient. And uh, when you are subscribed to our channel and to our community, when we post something, you'll get a small ping on your phone and it won't stay like stay on your phone, like all the others. It's just there ping. get it. You are part. Just go and have a look. And then you'll read one of our blogs, listen to one of our podcasts, or even look at one of our videos like today.
0: So easy. So guys, if you weren't sure, we were talking everything digital transformation, what it is, why you should do it, why you should care, and what are some of the things you should look out for. If you have any questions and you're watching the replay or listening to one of our podcasts, hashtag replay in the comments. If you've got questions, pop them in the in the comment sections. We will um, respond to your questions, or we might actually do a podcast on your questions. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Remember to share the feed. And let people know that we exist because you know that you got some serious value out of today and you need other people to also get the same serious value. So make the circle bigger. And then until next time, have a fantastic day, morning, evening, or afternoon. Bye.